like to welcome you once again in this wonderful evening program. God is good all the times. And he has allowed us to share his word, the living hope. And by his grace, we'll be sharing tonight few things from the scriptures. I understand and know properly that there is no life without the scriptures. You are good, as good as dead, if this word does not impact your life. Let's go to the scriptures. I'll be sharing with you a message which God has put upon my spirit from morning. Signs, you are falling spiritually. Signs, you are falling spiritually. Come on, say with me, signs. You are falling spiritually. All right, there are 10 signs that you are falling spiritually. And I want you to observe this, these signs. It is not a good thing to be in God's presence, spending hours in church, worshiping God, yet spiritually, you are backslidden. God looks at you and says, I wish he knew that he has fallen spiritually. I wish she knew she has fallen spiritually. I understand we have so many people who come to God. But as the Bible says, the kingdom of God is like a net which is cast in the water and catches everything. And when it's taken on the shore, that's when the fish is separated from the rest of what was caught in the net. My prayer to God for everybody here is that you must be the fish. You must not be just like any other thing. Because if the Bible says the kingdom of God is like a net which catches everything, I don't want you to be the everything. I don't want you to be the everything. I don't want you to be the everything. God has cast a net tonight. And a lot of things have been caught. And he will separate the fish from everything. And my prayer is this. Even the everything are inside the net. That's my fear. Even the everything are inside. Now here we go. Number one. How do you know that spiritually you are backsliding or you have fallen? Come on. This is very, very important because I will address your spirit and you'll be able to know. Because why are we talking about falling spiritually or backsliding spiritually? The reason we are sharing this, it is because God wants you stand upright. Here we go. You see, if you look from the, uh, the parable. The parable of the prodigal son. The Bible says there was a man who had two children. And these two children, one said to the father, give me everything. All my wealth, everything I need, and I will leave. I will never bother you again. And the father gave him everything and he left. And one never left and the prodigal son went to spend all what he had, the possession, the money, and everything. He enjoyed life 
and lived his best. And the Bible says, right there, everything finished. And he began to beg from people. He began to suffer. He became sick. And he said, why should I be suffering? Well, my father is a rich man. So the Bible says he left and he said, I will follow my father. So he went back home. And when he went back home, his brother said, hey, 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 wait a minute. You took your share and you left. What are you doing over here? Surprisingly, the father killed animals, made a huge party. And he said, welcome back, my son. And that is a message that reflects to a backslider. But interestingly, it is not the father who went to look for a backslider. The backslider made a choice. It's either I stay where I am or I go where my father is. Tonight, I know in salvation, it is not the father who leaves you to perish. No. It is actually God who will look for you. The Bible says he came to seek that which was lost. Now when he found it, when he found you, when he saved you, when now you are lost again, it is your responsibility to go back to your father's house. Hear this. How do you know that spiritually things are not right? You may be actually right now be sitting there watching me praying, coming to church, watching all the services, yet spiritually you are fallen. So number one, how do you know you have backslidden spiritually? Number one, somebody say number one. Number one. You begin to love the things of the world. Are you here? More than the things of God. Can you go to Psalm 18, verse 1? I will love you, O Lord, my strength. Verse 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. From what you read from the scripture here, David speaks how he loves God. If you begin to notice in you that you actually begin to love the things of the world more than the things of God, spiritually you are backslidden. What do I mean? I may have somebody here who actually is thinking right now. They are thinking right now how they can become rich, how they can get that, how they can become that. It's like they love so much. Hear this. It's not wrong to have dreams. We all have dreams. 
We all dream dreams. But when you begin to love the things of the world more than the things of God, you are backsliding. You see, so how do you know you are backsliding spiritually? Number one, I have said there is what? The love of the things of the world more than the things of God. How do you know that you are developing that? I spoke this a week ago. The moment and time you spend on social media, watching movies, and all other unnecessary things, is way much a lot than you spend your time to grow your faith, to know about God, to grow in wisdom, and to pray. You spend so much time. For you to know you are backsliding, or you are backsliding, or you are falling spiritually, you, spend, you love so much the things of the world. So much. So much you love things of the more than the things of God. So when I say you are so much on internet, I'm not saying you should not be on the internet. I'm not saying that. I am saying that for you to know you love this more than this, it is on how you spend your time on the things of the world. Now, I want to say this thing again because God told me that we will not be so winners this year if we are dealing with the backsliders. How can we be saying, I win source. This is a year of soul winning. Yet you, you have already backslidden. In fact, you, you are supposed to be won. So how would you win source? Yet you, you yourself, you need to be won to Jesus. So number one, you love the things of the world more than the things of God. You have passion. You have cravings for the things of the world more than the things of God. Number two. All right. Number two. A decrease in your quiet time. Your time of the scripture, your time with God begin to go down. If you are noticing this happening around you, something spiritually is taking place. When last did you have your time, just you and God, just in your room, just to say, you know what? I want to have time with God. I want to pray. I want to read my scripture. I want to read the Bible. Yeah, some of you, it used to happen but no longer the way it was before. Use this. It's a litmus, what I'm telling you now. It is what will make you understand where you are. Before you stand and say, Father, I pray for a miracle. Begin to check where you are and where you were before. A decrease in your time with God. Your time with God begin to decrease. You are no longer like the way you used to be. Spiritually, something wrong has happened. Yes, we still see you in church. Yes, we still see you ministering. But spiritually, you might have fallen or you are on your way to fall. Do you know the dangerous part of falling spiritually? Let me, let me tell you the dangerous part. Okay, John 15. John 15 from verse 1. The Bible says what? I am the true vine, and my father is what? 
vine dresser. In verse 2, the Bible says, Every branch in me, that's my dangerous part. Every branch, where? He's not saying outside. These branches are in Jesus. Every branch in me, look at that. That does not bear fruit. He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he proves that it may bear more. Now, watch this. So the Bible says, God, he takes away every branch. He cuts off. That does not bear what? Can you imagine that? See, this is where my problem is. When we cut the tree and the tree falls down. Are you hearing me? Does it dry the same day? Answer my question. No. If you're coming from far, you still see green leaves. But the truth is, slowly, it is drying. We are having Christians today. We are still seeing the green leaves. They are still speaking in tongues. They are still praying. But the truth in the spirit they are drying. There's a decrease. How they used to wish to, you know, even some had a moment when all in their house, all they would be watching was prayers. The TV was always open, watching sermons on prophetic channel. But now, every time you go, you can finish yourself. Do you know why something in the spirit is happening? You don't have the time with God. Something is changing. Let's go to number three. Say number three. You lose conviction. Somebody say conviction. Hebrews 2, verse 1 to 2. The Bible here says, Therefore, we must give, oh, this is so dangerous, more earnest heed to the things we have heard. These teachings you are hearing every day, the Bible says you must put heed, earnest heed. Go home, read them, study them, pray with them. The teachings you have been listening. It says the things we have been hearing in church. That's how you know you're not backsliding spiritually. Put earnest heed. In NIV, the Bible actually says what? It says, we must pay the most careful attention. Therefore, to what we have heard. This message you are hearing right now. It says, Pay. It is, it is different from hearing the way you are hearing right now and paying careful attention. Therefore, do what we have heard so that we do not drift away. To drift means to fall. Now, that paying attention, how would it happen? Verse 2. It says what? In verse 2. For 
since the message spoken through angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received its punishment. First Timothy, first Timothy 4, verse 2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience said with hot iron. In King James Version. Now, let's go to NIV. It says what? Consciences have been sealed as with a hot iron. Are you supposed only to have conscience when you have done something wrong? No. Not even when you have done something wrong. But also your conscience to do good must be there. If you have no conscience in you to pray, if you have no conscience in you to fast, if you have no conscience in you, this is what was happening at some point in, in life. And it's no longer happening like that. You have fallen spiritually. Like it or not. It is a sign something has fallen in the spirit. I understand you want things to move well in your business. I know you want things to be fixed. But your business will not take you to heaven. Your career will not take you to heaven. Can you imagine a Bible even says that even if you die physically, it doesn't matter. Because you are alive in the spirit. God values your spiritual life more than your physical living. Are you following somebody? Come on, tell the neighbor. If you have a neighbor, God values your spiritual life than your physical living. Can you imagine even Jesus said that? He said, I, can, I have the power to lay down my life. And I have the power to take it back. Paul says what? He says, for me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain. Then he says, are you, are you here or you're home? He says, the life I live, it is no longer I who lives. Christ lives in me. Then Jesus says what? He says, even though you die, yet you live. For I am resurrection and I am the life. So much as, watch this, much as people only look so seriously on my relationship is not moving, my house is not moving, can you use the same to look at your spiritual life? And God is shocked. You're always worried about your life. And you are never worried about your spiritual life. You're always worried about your bills. Worried about your children. Worried about things of this world. Which are coming to petition. And God is shocked of you. He says, I know my son you need this. I know, I know you need that. But can you fix your life? I, I want to have, I want to talk to you. But you, you don't want to give God attention. Your consciousness that this is right and this is wrong. The moment it is revived, then you know that spiritually things are moving well and there's life. Your consciousness.
Come on, say this with me. Say, Father, I pray for conviction. Convict me to pray. Convict me to study the Bible. Convict me against anything bad. What kills conviction? There are four things that kills conviction. And these are, number one, you begin to say, I'm better. I am better mentality. You know, things are not right spiritually, but you begin to, to, to encourage yourself to say, I'm better than before. Like, ah, are you praying? Like, ah, I'm praying. And you tell yourself that you are better. I have asked so many people, how are you spiritually? They rush to say, I'm okay. Everything is okay. Anybody who answers you that question that they are okay, they are not. Somebody who wants God in life will never say they're okay. They'll always tell you, I can always be better. I can be better than where I am now. Number two, they, they, everyone struggles mentality. You begin to think everyone is struggling spiritually. Like, ah, everyone, after all, everyone is struggling. These things kill conviction. The everybody, everyone is struggling mentality. Number three, I'm not as bad as others. I'm not what? I'm not as bad as others. So this is where now you begin to divide. You begin to divide. Allah, me. It's just lies. You know, others drink, others do this, others. Me, it's just this. Hear me. That is a backsliding Christian. The Lord is calling you. I want you to know this thing because you are not like an ordinary person moving in the streets. The problem you always make, you think you are ordinary. And that is wrong. And you are not. Do you know in heaven they sit in a committee and talk about you? Do you know that? Do you know when you are deep in your sleep, do you know light shines upon you in the spirit? That even darkness, sickness, problems fail to touch you. Because at night, in your sleep, you appear like a light. Do you know what happens around you? And you think you're ordinary. Do you know sometimes when you're moving in the streets like this, and there's something to attack you, they see the cross of Jesus. And you're not away. And you think you're ordinary. Do you know how many times you are supposed to die on, on accidents? And those accidents didn't even happen. And you don't even know about it. That's who you are. But what is happening with you? You think you are nobody. You are not. So for, stop this thing of saying, I'm not born as others. You are not others. You are you. 
The relationship between you and God does not involve anyone. It doesn't. It doesn't. Can you imagine if the Bible didn't write about what David did? People be comparing themselves with David. David, when he was told that what you've done is wrong, you have killed somebody's husband. David went into fasting and in sacrosh, in repentance and in prayer. So can you imagine someone comparing themselves to David like, ah, even David did it. Do you know what David did? So you can't compare yourself with others because you don't know what they have done behind the scenes. You don't know their, you don't know their stand with God. You don't. Can you imagine people are fighting Moses? They're like, ah, Moses. Moses did this. And God said, hey, hey, hey. He's the most holy man. The most humble man. There might be some prayers Moses had done behind the scenes. Conviction. Somebody say conviction. conviction. Say louder. Say conviction. conviction. I can't hear you. Say conviction. conviction. Say that again. Conviction. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four. Lack of seriousness. On the things of God. This could be a decrease in church attendance. Sleeping in church is a sign. That something wrong is, is happening. Lack of seriousness. Say with me, lack of seriousness. I'm not saying not participating to the things of God, but when you are participating, you are not serious. Do you know we're going to be praying and someone can be on WhatsApp? Would you imagine? This is a sign that you are, hear me, whether you, you, you like it or not, I want to tell you the truth. It's a sign you are backsliding. People are praying, everybody, every, people are clapping hands, everybody is worshipping, people are in deep worship. The moment that sense in you comes out that you should be respecting the house of God, hear me, whether you like it or not, you are backsliding. And spiritually, you need attention. There is no way if David was in our days, he could do that in the temple. There is no way Peter could be doing that in the temple. It is a lack of seriousness. And the more you see this, whether you like it or not, trust you me, things are not right with you and God. I know you need a breakthrough, but fix your life first. There's no way. You keep on waiting and praying and say you need for a breakthrough, it will never come. Because God wants to fix your life first. And God says, until you realize, until you respect me. Can you imagine? Do you, know what the, do you know what the Bible says about the temple? Do you know what the Bible speaks of the church? It says, 
one thing I desire is to be in the presence, to be in the temple all the days of my life. To behold his glory and his beauty. Can you imagine when people are in church, instead of you beholding the glory, instead of you looking at his beauty, you are looking at pictures on Instagram. You have backslidden. Spiritually, you are fallen. Spiritually, you are fallen. You see, we come here, prophets every day praying for you. We pray for a job, we pray for your miracle, and nothing is happening. And we also wonder, like, what is going on? Why others are receiving and not this one? You must check what is going on with me first spiritually. How am I? I go to church, I fast, yes, I pray. I give, yes. But check something there. There must be something. There must be something. This is what happened with, with Timothy. He was sick all the times. He had ulcers all the times. Until, Peter said, until Paul said, Timothy, my son, there is something that you must do. You are neglecting the word of prophecy which was given to you. He said, begin to remember that word of prophecy. At some time, he also wrote to him, he said, start what is inside of you. When Timothy began to do that, the problem disappeared. We never read again in the scripture where Timothy had the same problem. Sometimes, check your life. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that what you're passing through, it is because there's something wrong. I am saying there might be something wrong. Check your life. Check your spiritual life. I understand you need, I understand you need a miracle. But check. 2 Timothy 4 verse 10. What does the Bible say? Demas fell in love with the present world and has deserted me. Demas. Demas was one son who loved Paul. He was promising Paul the whole heaven and earth. He was a faithful son. But as time goes, he fell in love with the world. Check an IV. <laughs> Check an IV. He says what? <laughs> For Demas, Demas was a son of Paul. Because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Crisis has gone to Galatia. And Titus to Damascia. Let's go ahead. Only Luke is with me. I don't know who's that son. Then I like this statement. Get back and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. I don't know who's connecting to that one. Can you imagine being helpful? Oh, hallelujah. Tell the neighbor next to you, say it's not time to backslide. Say louder. 